right? You know, he deals with each one of us individually. So our experiences will be very, very different, all right? So if God doesn't deal with you in that manner, don't say, oh, you're God, why? How come I never have all those experiences? And I'm inferior, do you love me less than the other brother or sister and all that, you know? God loves all of us, amen? Yeah. Amen. So, but he has a way of dealing with each one of us, all right? And uh, so let me just uh, quickly share, all right, on uh, 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 what, what is in my heart even, even tonight. And uh, it is in the area of, again, dreams, all right, dreams and uh, vision. But I like to focus uh, more on just uh, 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 no, dreaming dreams. Now, you find that uh, I do not uh, uh, make a distinction, a strict distinction between dreams and uh, vision uh, uh, in particular, you know, but uh, just uh, taking it in a general sense, all right? So tonight, I'd like to share on dream dreams, all right? Dream dreams. Tell your neighbor, dream dreams. Uh, but don't sleep now to start dreaming. Okay? <laughs> All right, we dream dreams. <laughs> but don't start to, uh, today. When I talk about dreams here, I'm not talking about your sleeping moments of dreams, as you know it. All right. Now, those are for sleeping moments, and your dream many times are determined by your day daytime activities. You know, or what consumes your thought. I'm talking about what really drives you. The thing that God and, 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 and the thing that God has placed in your heart and that will drive you and that will motivate you, that will propel you forward and uh, you pursue it with all uh, 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 that you have and uh, you want to accomplish it and uh, it is important that this is laid in your heart even by the Lord Himself. And it can be done, alright? It can be done. In fact, nothing is ever accomplished without dreams really. You know, and all those uh, great things that has been done is because somebody dreamed, somebody had a vision for it. Nothing happens by chance or by accident. It doesn't just happen in that way. Alright, somebody initially, you know, had that dream and it came to pass. So tonight, you know, I'm talking about that kind of a dream, alright, that will drive you even in your life to pursue what the Lord has for you and to be able to accomplish and do great things for the Lord. And uh, my text is taken from Acts chapter 2 verse 17 again, alright? <coughs> and uh, that one we have touched on it already yesterday. But I'd like to focus on just uh, this one, one, one aspect, you know. It says here, when, and, and it, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream, dream dreams. All right, dream dreams, and so uh, I do not uh, think that there is a distinction being made here. Particularly, that young men see visions, and then the old man uh, dreams are for old men. All right, no, no, no. Uh, it's inclusive. All of us. All means those. All those who have confessed the Lord Jesus Christ, and all those, especially those who have been touched by the Holy Spirit. You see, now this is this dream dreams is linked to the Holy Spirit working. When the Holy Spirit touches, you will never be the same again. I cannot overemphasize that. Not because I'm a Pentecostal, not because we are assemblies of God, or not or just just uh, it's an assemblies of God doctrine. But it's reality, you know. It's here in the Word of the Lord. You know, in the last days, God says, "When I pour out my Spirit, something is going to happen." All right, something is going to happen in your life. And what is going to happen? These are the things that are going to happen. Prophecy, vision, dreams, and all these are done by the Spirit of the Lord. You know? And the, when, when, when the Spirit of God fills your heart, there is a stirring in your heart. You are changed, of course, you are transformed. You know, as Ezekiel says, God says, I will give you a new heart, I will give you a new spirit. So first and foremost, we are transformed. But after that, something else happens, we begin to enter into the fullness of life that God has for us. That fullness of life includes the operation of the Holy Spirit in stirring up within our heart dreams and visions. And we begin to dream dreams as never before. All right, and you begin you 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 know you begin to look at things, look at life from a very different perspective. 
when you are anointed, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, and this is not the words of man. And uh, I have shared with you on how the contrast between uh, uh, on, on, on Peter, alright, he has his own dreams. But when the Holy Spirit take over, that dream changed, alright, and, and God gave him a God-sized kind of a dream. And uh, God wants to give us that kind of uh, a God-sized kind of a dream for each and every one of our lives. And that's what happened to me also, even in my life, you know. Uh, I, I became a Christian, alright, after... After searching for Jesus Christ for a, for a while, you know, and uh, uh, I was in my form, uh, uh, I was in, 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 my, in my form four. It was after my uh, form three, you know, after my uh, LCE at that time, LCE. Now, I, I, now it's uh, no more LCE, right? You know, and uh, and so you know, I, I I just came across a book, you know, and the book is the title of the book is the Power of Positive Thinking. So although I was young, just after my form three, I was really wanting to. I was really interested in psychology. So I thought, wow, it's a book on positive thinking, you know. Uh, I really, really read. I did not know that it was actually uh, a Christian author, and there were so many Bible quotations inside there, you know, on positive thinking. And uh, after that, I read it, and then I came. He, he, he quoted one verse, Philippians four thirteen. It says, "What I can do all things." Through Christ who strengthened me. Now that verse struck me, and it's, it, it it led me into the path of curiosity. Who is this Christ? Actually, I wasn't really interested in the Christ, but because it says here, I can do all things in Christ through Christ who strengthened me. I want to do all things in life. You know, I'm a, a, a go getter kind of thing. You know, so I'm just in kind of uh, interested. Who is this Jesus who can help me to do all things? Now, at that time, I was of course uh, I I, uh, I came from a Buddhist family, and I was a Buddhist, and and I was trying to follow the Buddhist way of life. You know, and all the good teachings, Eightfold Noble, uh, Four Noble Truth, Eightfold Noble Path, and all those kind of things. But I find that I don't have the power. I don't have the power to do it, to follow the teachings of Buddha. All those are very good. But so when I read that verse, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me, I was interested. So began my search for Jesus Christ. And, uh, but I do not know of any Christian. Uh, in Alastar, Kedah, and our way up in the north, you know, so I say, how do I find this Jesus, you know, so I begin to read books, magazines, you know, and uh, 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 I even stole uh, the Bible from the state library, you know, <laughs> state library, yeah. because I thought, well, I think, I think this this, this, this Jesus can be found in the Bible, I think, you know. So I stole it, you know, the Bible from the state library and took it back and begin to reread it. But guess what? It didn't make sense to me. Not because my English is poor, but you know, spiritually, I wasn't enlightened. So after two months or three months, I felt very guilty. So I put it back in the Bible. <laughs> Quietly put it back, you know. And I, I, I searched for almost two years. I searched for almost two years, you know. And uh, in some of the magazines, and these are not from churches, I uh, know, uh, but these are some of the cultic groups also. I interview, you know, uh, uh, even a missionary from Thailand came all the way, uh, all the way to, to, to meet with me, tell me about, uh, about their, their, their beliefs and all that, and uh, other cultic groups as well. But I, it doesn't touch me, it doesn't strike me. I say, this is, this is not the Jesus that I'm searching for. So I was about to give up already on my search, you know. And that was in 1975. 1975. On the 1st of January, 1975. I know, 1974, I thought, I gave up already. Two years, nothing happened. But in 1975, suddenly, you know, just as I was giving up on my search for the Lord Jesus Christ, a voice just came to me. Uh, it is an inner voice, not, not the voice that you're hearing right now. All right? Just an inner voice like that, you know. And, can you just imagine for two years I was searching for Jesus Christ everywhere except the one place I should be looking for Him and that is the church, <laughs> you know? So the voices say, go to church! <laughs> just like that, go to church! That's the first time that I ever heard the Lord, you know, speaking, you know? And, uh, well, I did. I, I, I went to church, you know, and... Uh, but at that time, of course, again, you know, which church? I don't know. I don't know of any church, any Christian. So I thought, I, well, I used to cycle to... to, to, to uh, 
want to go there down to school. I passed by this church, but it was a Chinese-speaking church. They led me to the English-speaking one. I went to the English-speaking one. And, and the pastor was a very kind person, all right? And uh, explained to me that at that time, the four spiritual laws was very good, all right? So he used the four spiritual laws on me, led me in the prayer. I accepted Jesus Christ. Mentally, I, I agree, you know? And uh, I accepted, but I still, something is still uh, missing kind of thing. And then on one, and then I was there for just a couple of weeks. And then one, one uh, no, there was another church uh, that was along the same street. And I know that they were having a special meeting. So I decided, well, you know, I would just uh, drop by after the church here. I'll just uh, along the way, just <laughs> drop by there, all right, to see what's happening, you know. And that church is a uh, Assemblies of God Church, Pentecostal Church, mm -hmm. you know. And when I went in, the service was uh, almost over already. You know, almost over, and I just went in, and uh, and and the uh, missionary who was preaching, and he was almost finished already. So, but the moment I step in, I tell you, I felt the presence of God, and some for some reason the tears just begin to roll down my eyes, and it was a very powerful experience, you know. And the love of God, the love of Jesus Christ, just overwhelmed me. I couldn't explain it, you know, and the presence of God was so real. And I couldn't even sit down, you know, and, and, and like I said, the service was almost over and I just came right out from the back. I came, now it wasn't a big church, it was just a, a, a house, you know, in a house. So when I say from the back to the front, it's not very far actually, <laughs> all right? Anyway, so I just went from the front and, 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 and went right up to the front and, and the preacher was wondering, hey, what is this guy doing, <laughs> you know? Is he going to kill me or what, you know? Disrupting the service again. But I just went up and I went up to the preacher and I said, Preacher, I want Jesus Christ. Oh, I was so hungry for Jesus. And I knew that this Jesus, I can do all things through Christ. You know, I did not find Jesus Christ, but He found me. Hallelujah. And I accepted that and He led me in the prayer. And it was so wonderful. I knew, you know, uh, uh, Christ has found me and the love of God. And a few weeks later, you know, the, 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 the pastor asked me, you know, how do you feel now, Vincent, you know? And I, I said, wonderful, you know, I've been singing that song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine, you know? And I, I was so happy, you know, praising my Savior all the day long, you know? And that was what it is. But happy as a Christian, that it, that, that's all. But then after that, somebody told me about the Holy Spirit. And somebody told me about the Holy Spirit. And oh, you know, I was just wondering, what, what is this Holy Spirit? I was so new, you know. And then I began to just understand Him a little bit more, but don't really know, 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 know what to expect. So... Uh, the, 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 the pastor wanted to pray for me. I said, okay, so two of us, my close friend and me, you know, and we were prayed for in the, in the, in the church kitchen, you know, uh, the, the kitchen of the church, you know, and uh, so the pastor just laid hands on both of us and immediately my friend, bang, he got, he received the Holy Spirit straight away. And I looked at him, oh, yo, you know, he was speaking in tongues, so weird to me, you know, and I kind of laughed inside, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's happening to you, you know, and he's a very intellectual guy. You know, he's a brilliant guy, and God just filled him like that. You know, I wasn't as brilliant as him, as him, but I was loving at him, so I did not receive the Holy Spirit. I wasn't just ready, you know. But then after that, I, I, I knew, hey, something is missing in my life. This Holy Spirit factor, I really need. So uh, uh, about one month later, I was really hungry, and as I shared with you before, I think, you know, uh, 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 in, in a church service, uh, not beautifully, the Lord just baptized me. I spoke, I spoke in tongues, you know, for a while. And then after that, you know, I was led out to the uh, outside, to the back building. And then I came back and then immediately uh, the Holy Spirit did something in my heart. I have such a burden for souls already. You know, previously, I, mean, I was just singing, just singing, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, but don't care about others at all. You know, no concern for souls at all. Just, I know I'm on my way to heaven, Jesus is mine, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But then immediately with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, there's such a concern for souls. You know, I, I, I helped to, uh, to, to, to bring two persons right up to the front and they accepted Jesus Christ. And after that, I tell you, I begin. I begin to just reach out for souls. I begin to take track, uh, backfuls of tracks, you know, and even enter quietly 
into the temple. I went into the Buddhist temple to just leave out tracks and all those things, you know, and on special occasion, oh, there was such a burden. You know, I begin to go to the, to the railway station, looking at the poor people there, you know, uh, 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 sleeping on the, on the, on the uh, uh, roadside and all that. My heart just, something just happened. The Holy Spirit begins to just break my heart, even for the people. It's no longer just me. You know, and He begins to give me even... Uh, 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 the, the, the vision of all these people that are lying there and all the things. But then I have my studies to take care of uh, as well, you know, and I was waiting for the results uh, for my Form 5. And now it was Form 5. I was already, uh, I just uh, completed my Form 5 at that time. And then after that, you know, I, uh, uh, one day while I was just cycling to church, cycling, uh, yeah, cycling to church, which is about two, two or three miles away. You know, and it was drizzling a little bit as I was just cycling there. Suddenly, a vision appears before me. And the vision is that of a single bird. I saw a bird in a nest, and the mouth of the bird was just open, looking up towards heaven. And I was wondering, what is this? You know, could I understand? But I just kept on cycling, and as I cycled along, that, 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 that image, that, that, that vision of that bird changed, changed to three birds. Three birds with the mouth wide open, looking up towards heaven, waiting for the mother bird to drop the worms or the food. I still couldn't understand, you know, and... Uh, <coughs> uh, but I continued to cycle. But after that, as I go a little bit further, the, 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 the image, the vision of the three birds turned to millions of people, millions, as far as the eyes could see. It was just full of people, you know, and I could see people oh no, that filled my entire vision and all of them have these characteristics. And they were all looking up towards heaven with their mouths wide open. Can you see it? Everybody, millions upon millions, you know, and all of them just looked like that up towards heaven, mouth open. And at the time, I was almost nearing the church already. I stopped my bicycle and I just asked the Lord, Lord, what are you telling me? What are you telling me? And God answered. And when God answers, he, in my experience with the Lord, He just speaks in uh, short sentences, <laughs> a few words, enough to shake you up, all right? And you will remember for life, all right? He doesn't go into a, a long story to tell you, explain this and this and all that. But all that I heard from the Lord is, they are hungry. Feed them. They are hungry. Feed them. Brothers and sisters, that vision has kept me on up to this day. It has directed my life. You know, whatever that I do and all those things, and, all, and, and every phase of my life that I go through, it was controlled, it was directed by that vision that the Lord gave and placed in my heart. The people are hungry. Feed them. That is the call of God upon my life. You know, and that from that moment on, I say, yes, Lord, I will obey. You know, and uh, of course, previously I just heard about Bible school and all those things. I did not really understand what it was, you know. But I began to talk to the pastor, you know. I did not really fully share with him that vision. I say, how, how, how can I serve the Lord, you know. And I, I heard about this Bible school and all those kind of things. He says, uh, since I was just waiting for, the, for my Form 5 results, he says, better wait for the results first, you know, and then, you know, you have the chance to complete your Form 6 first. At that time, Form 6, uh, now no more Form 6, uh, you know. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry, Singapore also has the uh, same, right? Same, last time, uh, last time. Secondary. A-level. A-level, it's called A-level, yeah. O-level, A-level, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, 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 nowadays, 
people after form five, all right, after <coughs> the old level, they, they may go straight into college or universities. And so uh, uh, at that time, it was different. So I completed my, 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 my two years of, uh, of, of uh, 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 form six, you know, and then after that, I went to Bible school. And from that day onwards, God has been using me. You know, every time, you know, I take up a pastorate. That's a picture that I see of people, you know. Every time I go into the missions, everything that I do, every, every, every courses that I, 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 I took up, you know, you know, it is in line with that vision. How can I better feed the people? How can I better reach out even to the masses of hungry people? God lays that into my heart right up to this day. And like I say, you know, it's not even complete yet, you know. I thought that in glad tidings where I pastored until last year, you know, well, a lot of the things were, 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 were fulfilled there. I could see it happening there. I was excited. But hey, it's not fully the vision that I have seen yet. So that's why I, I know that God is still leading me in this area, stage by stage, part by part, you know. And why the three birds, you know, why the three birds, you know. And... Uh, 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 now, three is a significant number in the Bible, of course, with the Trinity and all those things. And uh, I know that God is guiding me even in this area. This is something very, very personal, but I'm guided by that vision, by that dream that God has given to me, and I continue on in that. I'll share with you a little bit further in this. And I'm sharing this to tell you that, hey, this is what happened here. You know, you shall dream dreams, you shall see vision, you know, and I believe that uh, these kind of dreams and visions are inspired by the Spirit of the Lord. And uh, it was really after the, my baptism in the Holy Spirit, everything changes in my life, you know. That's why, you know, I believe that uh, this, this baptism in the Holy Spirit is so very vital for each one of us. No wonder Jesus says, don't do anything. Don't do anything until you are filled with the, with the Holy Spirit. And then you will be ready. And I understand what that means, you know. And, and God has prepared me all those, uh, all, all those times, even, even with, the, with the Holy Spirit and learning to, learning to submit myself to the Holy Spirit, learning to walk in the, in, in, in the Spirit and all that. And that is the key even to many of the things that God has for us. And so along this line, you know, we continue to dream dreams. It is not just a frivolous exercise. It is not just your own imagination, you know, but something that the Lord lays upon your heart and that will drive your life. Now you find that people in life, they have been, they, they have been living out their, their dreams, all right? People live out their dreams all their lives, you know, and we are created to be there, to be, to be dreamers. And everything that you see in, the, in this world are people who are living out even the dreams. Look at the, look, look, look at the Bible, for example, you know. These are men and women who follow their dreams. The dreams that God has placed in their heart. It may cost them everything, you know, it may cost them to just go out by faith, to do incredible things. But it's all because they are following the dreams that God had already placed in their heart. People like Abraham, for example, willing to leave his home, hometown, home country, to go to a foreign land because he is following the dream of God that, ha that God has placed in his heart. And he doesn't even know everything yet. But he is just following that dream step by step, believing the Lord will lead and show and unfold the fullness of the dream. People like Joseph, uh, uh, even uh, for example, he was just following his dream. Not just one dream that God, but God has given him two dreams. And all his life, he was controlled by that, by that dream. Well, even when he was cast into prison, hey, it doesn't bother him because he knows the dream all right, will come to pass one day. All right? And whatever suffering, whatever unfair treatment that he has to go through, it doesn't matter. People can throw people like uh, 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 Daniel, you know, even into the lion's den and his friends into the furnace. They are not bothered. They are not scared because they are driven by their dreams. The God who has promised, you know, the God who has raised them up even to be the light, even in that hidden nation. He will keep them. So you find that people follow their dreams. People like David, oh yeah. You know, he has to wait a long time even after his anointing to be the king. 
But he wasn't bothered because he knows that the dream will come to pass. I will follow that dream. When he killed even Goliath, he knows there's a beginning of the things that God has laid upon his heart and his entire life. He was guided by that dream. He will not take things into his own hands. He had a chance to kill Saul, but that will be the human way, not God's way. He followed the dream that God has placed in his heart, that vision that he has seen, that crown upon his head. These are people who follow their dreams. Even Mary, the earthly mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, she has to go through a lot. But she was led, and even Joseph, you know, the husband, they were guided by the dreams that God has placed upon their heart. And that is the joy of bringing up even the Son of the living God. A lot of things happen in their life, but then they persevere through all that. Stephen, who was stoned for his witness. But they have a dream already. They have caught a vision of God, that heavenly vision. And he's not scared of death anymore. These are people who follow their dream and God has placed dreams in our hearts. Alright, we walk and live out our dreams. Not just, not just a Christian circle, but even in the world, for example. Those who have accomplished anything in life, it is because of the, they are driven by their dreams. And there are so many examples of that. People like Abraham Lincoln who faced so many failures and he was asked, what are you going to do next? And his answer is, I think I will run for the president. So many failures, but his dream was to govern the nation, that great nation of America. And he says, I will run for the president. And that diminutive sister, Nan, Sister Teresa, what was her dream? She says, I want to touch that poor kid in Calcutta. Just by that, one dream. I want to hold, to touch that poor kid, that poor child in Calcutta. And whole life, her whole life was driven by that dream. She built even orphanages and all that. And she's well known even for her kindness. People driven by their dreams. Friends, it happens everywhere. There are so many people, even like Mahamad Gandhi, who changed the course of India. And what was his dream? His dream was, he said, I think there is a better way whereby we can come up from the clutches of the British. You know? He was looking for the independence of the nation from the British. And he found a way. Driven by their dreams. What is that dream that is driving you even right now? Are you driven by something? Some of us may not be driven as so, so strongly as uh, some of these things or people that I have mentioned. But you find that people always live their dreams. Blessed, blessed people are those who, have, who are following their dreams. Perhaps many of us are just like the story of Winnie the Pooh. And there is a Piglet and there is a Winnie. So the two of them were just walking along in silence companionship. They were walking, walking, didn't say a single word. And then suddenly, Piglet asked Winnie, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you say? Winnie says, what's for breakfast? <laughs> what about you, Piglet? What's the first thing that you say? Piglet answer. I wonder what exciting thing is going to happen today. Now, who has a dream? Piglet. He was looking forward even to that day 
He has a dream for that day that something will happen, rather than just caring for the stomach. And if we look up for that dream, look up for the to walk in that dream, something is going to happen because you are expecting it, you are living in it. Otherwise, it's just breakfast every day. What do prophets do? Now you find that here is the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah is a visionary. You read the book of Isaiah, he saw so many things. He's a dreamer. He knows the exact situation in the land. The enemies were coming. The people were caught in their sin. They have rejected God. And Isaiah used strong words. My people, they don't even have an uh, all sense. The all, you know, Isaiah says, even the orphan knows the master. But my people do not know me. You know? So the people have rejected God. The enemies are coming. They are deep in morality, immorality, you know, and, 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 and in that kind of a situation, he could easily be a moral prophet and just talk about all the decadent things that are happening and the judgments of God and all that. He could have easily focused on that. But no, even in the midst of a nation that is crumbling and going to fall, he saw something else. He saw something else. There are so many, you want, want to talk about a prophet, you know, uh, who, 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 uh, uh, who, who really function in, uh, in, in that manner. You find that prophets not only call, uh, call down the judgment or pronounce the judgment of God, but rather they dream. Prophets dream. That's the main thing, actually, the main role. They dream and they see visions of, of the future, of what God is going to do. You know, so even in the midst of the saddest, the most pessimistic situation, look at what he said. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Hey, the word of what? The word that Isaiah, when you talk about word, it is, it is something that you hear. But in this sense, you find that uh, he did not say the word that I hear. Alright? He did not talk about the auditory sense, but he talked about the visual. The visual. I see the word. He saw the vision. He saw the dream. It was in his heart. Alright? And all that is going to happen concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days. So there are so many things that were mentioned in there. And then you find that in the midst of all the war and the threats of war that is happening, he did not see that. He saw beyond that. And he says, For out of Zion shall come forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hoods. Nations shall not live up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. He's not talking about the present. He sees the future. He sees the future. And, and, and this verse here, all right, uh, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hoods has been used by the United Nations. You know, even in their building, you know, they quote this verse to say, the end of war. The end of war. You know, and, uh, and, 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 and already Isaiah saw it. He saw, he prophesied. Michael Jackson's song, Heal the Land. Alright? Wanting to unite the people of the world to come together. And he even quoted even from this place, you know, they shall turn, beat their swords into plowshares. They saw the vision. So you find that prophets, they operate in the realm even of dreams and vision. Brothers and sisters, I believe with all my heart that God wants us to dream. God wants you to dream. God wants me to dream. God wants his prophets to know how to dream even. Alright, so the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. It is within us already. We have all the treasures of God and that inworkings of the Holy Spirit. 
It was a one-time reporter that there is a, in, in America that they, 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 they call this person the bag lady, B-A-G, the, the bag lady. She was discovered dead in her, uh, in her apartment. You know, but she was a, 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 a beggar that goes around you know, uh, begging for money and all that. And she, everybody thought that she's, 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 she's just a beggar with no money, poor soul. But when her body was discovered, they went into the apartment, they discovered her body, and they also discovered, you know, under her bed and everywhere, you know, in the room, you know, uh, 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 containers and uh, 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 plastic bags and all kinds of things full of money, you know. And actually, she's a millionaire. She's a millionaire. She, she was loaded money all over the room, and yet she goes around begging for money, you know, begging for food. She has all the treasures, but she doesn't enjoy it. She doesn't use it. Just like many of us. Hey, we have this earthen vessel. Hallelujah. God is working in this vessel. God is working in your heart, in your mind, with your hands. We have this vessel. We are just like treasures. All right? We are God's treasures, and He wants to work mightily in us. He wants, to give, he wants, he wants us to dream. Now, what is your idea of God? Many times our idea of God is the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt. You know, it's all just about rules, all the do's and don'ts. Is that our God? Yeah, of course the Ten Commandments are there, are there but many times we see Him only as a disciplinarian. The moment we see Him, He comes and whack us. He comes and take away and withhold our blessings. That's the wrong idea of God. Alright? Can you, have you ever imagined God encouraging you to dream? Say, God says, I want you to dream. I want you to dream. Of what you can be in life. I want you to dream of what you want to accomplish. And this is our God. It's just like any parent here. You have a child. You know, are you just a disciplinarian every time the child makes a mistake? Whack! Every time you make a mistake, whack! No, I'm sure you have dreams for your child, right? What's your dream for your child? Every parent will have a dream for the child. They may be a disciplinarian, you know, or they may be tough on certain discipline, but it is directed towards that dream that they have for the child. Sometimes they come on too strongly until the child may have no choice even when they grow up. But nevertheless, they have every parent will have a dream that the child will turn up to be like this, like this, like this, or do such and such. A teacher once asked us, a class, you know, what of, of, of young kids, you know, what are the three things you want to do when you grow up? Ask a child to answer. The child says, I want to find a girl, I want to kiss the girl, and I want to rule the world. <laughs> wow, three things, very fast, gave up. And the teacher thought, hmm, I think the first two are doable. <laughs> the first two are doable, but the third one, rule the world. That may not be that realistic, all right? Uh, but what do you want, you know? God wants us to dream, all right? The dream. We are created to be dreamers. We are created to be dreamers. Never stop dreaming of the great things that God wants to do through each and every one of us. It may be through a difficult path, but definitely... God has a dream, and that, let that dream drive you in whatever things that you do. A lot of things stop us from dreaming. It may be failure, disappointment, bad experience, but failure is one of the chief things. You remember the story, Chicken Run? And uh, it talks about a prison kind of prison-like kind of a situation where the chickens are ruled by, of course, the farmer. You know, and they they have been there. You know, in I think it's called Teddy the farm. You know, in in the farm, you know, where the chickens are, dozens of chickens. And there was this uh, 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 I forgot the name of the of the of, of, of the main person or the main chicken. You know. That, that comes up with a plan and says, 
you know, hi, you know, uh, they, they, they have gone through a terrible experience and every time that the, that the, that the master comes in, you know, it's not just to collect the eggs, you know, but the, the numbers are reducing. Some of the chickens end up in the chopping blocks, you know. So that kind of a fear that terrified them. Ginger, yeah, that thing is ginger. You're right. So ginger, you know, the, the chief of the chicken just one day stood up and says, hey, come on, guys. You know, and he begins to just paint to them the picture of the green world outside. Not cooped up in the farm, but then there is another world outside. Green, where you can run free, you know, and uh, 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 you're not surrounded by a fence. And you, and, and you don't have to work even just to produce eggs and finally to end up in the chicken block uh, or the chopping block, you know. He painted the world that could be for them. He tried that many times, and then one day he says, "Come on, let's let's find a way to get out of this prison." But all the other chickens couldn't catch it, couldn't see the dream, couldn't couldn't catch that vision, and they were filled with fear. You know, he tried to tell them what is out there in the world, but they were filled with fear, fear, and they have tried to escape before. They have tried to to dig under the fence, but it has failed. It's, you know? but, and then the, the ginger says, come on, there must be a way. Let's think about a way of how we can get out and to freedom. And, but nobody, nobody, none of the chicken was interested or show any enthusiasm. And one of the chickens says, you know, we can never succeed. We can never succeed. Ginger asks a question then. What are the chances of us getting out? And the other chicken says, a million to one. Well, in that case, there's one chance for us to get out. <laughs> Even that one chance is good enough for us to get out. And Ginger was the one who had that dream and that passion. And that is the beginning in life for us. Or right, when you have that dream, when you can learn how to dream and, and never let the dream die at all in your life. Impossible situations, perhaps, you know, but there is a way out, even in the toughest of situations. God wants to, each one of us to dream, keep on dreaming the dreams of God. What is your dream? It may be a very lofty dream. Some of us may have been dreaming like, oh, you know, I want to, well, of course, uh, uh, he, he has gone home to be with the Lord, but... Uh, in our days, we used to quote a Billy Graham. I want to be like Billy Graham, preach in a big stadium, and, and thousands and millions of souls getting saved and all that. You know, I want to be like him. But not everybody can preach in a stadium like Billy Graham. Many times, he's just been faithful over one soul. That's what Mother Teresa says. I want to touch that child, that poor child in Calcutta. It may, have, it may start in that way. Let the dream start small. Go deep. But begin to dream of how you can touch lives and make a difference. And so I stepped down from the Black Tidings Assembly of God last year, year 31st of July. And after that, of course, uh, I... You know, the executive committee, you know, a few of them, you know, the, uh, of the Assemblies of God, you know, had gave me a lunch and I knew what was happening and what's going to come, you know, and uh, of course, uh, during lunch, you know, they were kind of shy to ask me, you know, to pop the question. So I said, so you want to ask me something, right? You know, I asked them. They said, yeah, 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 you know, and uh, the question is, uh, so now what's your plan? <laughs> I knew that was going to come. So what's your plan now that you have stepped down? You know, and it took them by surprise that I would start step down from a from a successful big church, mega church. You know, and we are the second largest in the assemblies of God. You know, and uh, with three thousand five hundred before I step down. You know, so the, what's what's your plan after this? I said, you know what? I, I pump up the adrenaline. You know, the exciting part about my plan is, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I said, yeah, really. I, I don't really know yet. You know, mm. you know, and uh, you know, God, God will reveal to me. I'm just stepping out by faith, but my dream is still there. All right, I'm not retiring. I'm not stepping, you know, uh, uh, from ministry and all that. But I'm just, you know, uh, uh, excited to see what the Lord will do. And somehow I got an invitation from the Philippines. All right, from an unknown person. I don't even know the pastor. 
you know, and he invited me, and uh, well, I just uh, okay, you know, uh, uh, you know. Although he says he knows me, you know, uh, when I was uh, teaching in the uh, uh, Asia Pacific Theological Seminary, Seminary in Baguio City in Manila. So I just went and I preached for him. And after that, another invitation, you know, to Cebu and quite nearby. Okay, I preached. And from there, it opened the ways. But I'm not, I'm not, I, I was, I'm not, I'm not just at this phase of my, of my life also. I'm not just, just, just itinerating or preaching here and there. No, that's, that's. You know, the Lord opens the door there that keeps me uh, 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 alert, you know, and uh, in, in, in the ministry and, and uh, sensitive, you know. But uh, one, of, one of the things that I've enjoyed in, in is just doing the personal thing, all right? Just like Jesus, wherever he goes to the villages, you find that many times, yeah, there were crowds and all that, but he ministers individually. And so many times there was a personal touch of Jesus Christ everywhere he went, all right? And the big crowds were there, but... Many of the records were for those individuals that were touched by him. And uh, I began to go out into personal ministry, not just for preaching. But the preaching is just, yeah, usually just on the Sunday, but all the other days, what do you do? All right, I begin to go down to the grassroots level. You know, I begin to just uh, 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 travel from one place to another, from one village to another, you know, and then stay there if possible, one night, two night, you know, in a cheap hotel, you know, and mingle with the people, touch their lives and see what the Lord has. And that, you know, every trip that I went, you know, that is what I have been doing. So in one place called Moabal, you know, there is a place for divers, you know, very beautiful place, you know, uh, just uh, uh, about three hours from uh, Cebu City. So I just ran, went there, rented a bike, you know, and then when uh, the following day when I <coughs> when I wanted to return the bike, and there was this lady, beautiful lady, you know, and uh, she was there, and just uh, I just returned the bike and got into talking with her, I got into talking with her, and I discovered that actually she's the boss, you know, she's the boss, you know, and uh, and then she said, oh, and I got into talking, and said she she just started the business, you know. After the pandemic, she just started the business, renting a motorbike, and said, how's business good, and all these things. And uh, now, I don't know whether you have heard about the one-minute witness or not, you know. We, are, uh, I tra we train our people to do the one-minute witness, sharing the gospel in one minute, all right? You know, and uh, so I, I use that everywhere, you know. So I, I, I just asked her, you know, what's the best thing that has ever happened in your life, you know? And she says, uh, she says, she straight away tell me, you know, well, there was a time when I was uh, sick. I was really very sick, you know. I was sick for one month, and I thought that I was going to die. But then I called on Jesus Christ, and He healed me. Wow! So I say, you are, you are a believer then? He says, yes, you know. You know uh, uh, so I rejoiced with her, and uh, uh, I, I, I begin to just encourage her and all that. And the second time that I went there, you know, I still keep in touch with her. But to see her life, and, and I know that this person, God has a call upon her life. God save her life, so that's why I keep on encouraging her. And the last trip that I went, for example, in a hotel, you know, and we were, we, our check-in was quite late. Was check-in was quite late, you know, it was about about seven o'clock, you know. So we check in for a twelve-hour stay only, because after that we have to move up or later. Uh, is no point for twenty-four hours, and the twelve-hour one is cheaper. You know, and we have to move out early in the morning anyway. So we check in, and then after that, the next morning, you know, I was about to check out, and I saw the girl, the counter girl, you know. And there she was, you know. I said, hey, I thought I saw you last night, late last night. You were, you were, you were at the counter at reception here last night, right? She says, yes. And now early morning, you are here again, you know. She says, yes, you know. I said, wow, you don't sleep, huh? <laughs> I said, what's, what's the working like, you know. She said, oh, we have to work until 10 o'clock at night. 6 o'clock in the morning, she has to come in, and 10 o'clock, you know. I said, that's a long hours, yeah, you know. And, uh, I, and when, when I asked, when I, when I sympathized with her in that, I could see that a little bit of tear was coming down her eyes already, you know. I said, well, just very long hours, not easy, huh? Yeah, a little bit of tears already, you know. And after that, I just, okay, I, I, I used a one-minute witness uh, with her. I said, so what's, uh, can, can I ask you something? What's the best thing that has ever happened in your life? She thought for a while. She says, nothing. She couldn't, have a, couldn't think of a single thing that has ever happened. And then I begin to just say, okay, maybe, maybe there are some things that has happened, you know, in your life that you couldn't think of, or maybe, you know, uh, 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 you're not free to share. But uh, after that, I shared with her 
for yeah. what has happened in my life. And the moment I share, you find that, wow, she really began to cry. Mm. She really began to cry. And after that, I just cut short my sharing. I just paused for a while, let her just cry, and ask her, so what's happening, you know? She didn't say anything, you know? She, 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 she wasn't ready to share. But a lot of God was dealing with her. So I said, can I pray for you? You know, you know? No, before that, I asked her, well, when she says that uh, nothing has ever happened, you know, I say, well, I'm going to pray and believe God for that this year, something good is going to happen to you. Uh, that's what caused her to really cry, you know, <laughs> she really cried, you know, I said, can I pray with you? I pray for her and this kind of thing. And after that, we have to check out already. And before I check out, she says, God bless you, sir. You know, and uh, I know that God is touching her. So that's what I've been doing. You know, uh, taking the opportunity and I find the joy of just touching lives, you know, everywhere that I go, in many places, and even here, even today, even here today. You know, I, I wasn't really that hungry, you know, uh, during lunchtime, so I, I, I thought I would come down a bit later, you know, after a heavy breakfast, I came down quite late, you know, and most of the people have left already, so I just came down, you know, I had my lunch, you know, I met one group of, our, of you all, and you talk after that, you all left already, and I was there alone, you know, and uh, so I saw this guy, you know, in white, you know, uh, uh, like a chef like that, you know, and he was just standing there, so... Uh, so I said, oh yeah, no, but, uh, when I went for my last serving, for when, when I went for my last serving, you know, I, th I, I thought it was late already, so I asked her, you all are closing soon, is it? You know, she says, no, no, you still got time, you know, until you know, about 2.30, you know, she says, oh, okay, all right. So I took my cup of coffee and I just came over to him, and then we begin to talk. We begin to talk, you know, and uh, he, he shared with me about his experience and all those things, but he wasn't really very open per se, you know, and he says, well, yeah, yeah, he's been to church, but something happened, and all that, now he doesn't go, all those kind of things, you know, I say, uh, 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 you know, I begin to share other things with him, but I know that he wasn't really that, that, that open, and I thought maybe I can recommend him to some other churches here, nearby, that can really, really help him, I want to kind of ask him for his phone number to keep in contact about it. I say, oh, I don't really have and those kind of thing. Okay, okay, that's fine, no problem. Yeah. But as we gather, to, as we continue to talk and all those things, you know, and I begin to encourage him a bit, and then suddenly he says, uh, are you a father? <laughs> a father, that means a priest. <laughs> uh, I say, not really, I'm a pastor, yes. He says, yeah, no wonder, the moment I see you, I know something. I know, I know something already. And after that, he begins to open up. He begins to open up and all those things, and we begin to share. And, and I tell you, his countenance suddenly changed. God just opened up his heart, and you know, at first it was just kind of uh, just business kind of thing. Uh, but now he's totally changed. And I was able to take a shot with him also here. You know, I, uh, you know, I, I would show it to you, but he was so happy. He said, oh, I, will, I will tell my sister about you and this and that. And all those he was so excited that by the time we shook hands, because it was closing time, uh, we shook hands. His, his countenance is totally lifted, you know, because he says this is his final month here, all right, and after that he doesn't know what to do, he's going to look for a job and all those things, and as they, you know, I was just trying to encourage him to trust in Jesus and all these kind of things. But I tell you, by the time I shook his hand and left, I saw the change in his countenance. That has made my day, really. God has touched him. God has touched him. And uh, if nothing else, now I know that God is touching us here in the camp, but I tell you, that also has made my trip here in this Tumulaka camp here worth it all. I know that God has touched him and to give hope to a person like that. So, it is our dream. What is your dream? You know, it is to touch lives, yes, everywhere that we go, to make a difference. If we can lift up one soul even, all right, if we can make a difference in one life, it's worth it already. You never know what can happen. Now, I know that God is doing greater things in my life, all right, in the fulfillment of the vision that I shared with you, and I'm still on the path, you right? You know, and uh, somebody commented on my Facebook and all those things, there are a lot of comments, wonderful comments and all that. You know, one of the comments, you know, uh, uh, I just replied, I say, still unclear, but God is up to something. Amen, <laughs> amen. God is up to something. So I'm excited, all right? I continue to dream dreams. I continue to have vision. All right, for India. Some somebody asked me, so where's the next place? I said my dream is for Indonesia. I'm I'm believing God for a breakthrough in Indonesia. 
All right, it hasn't happened yet, but I continue to dream, reaching out to the nation of Indonesia and even Pakistan. Oh, you know, so many places. You know, I'm driven by this dream, and I continue to live by that dream. So you must dream. Turn to your neighbor and say, you must dream. Amen. God has made us to dream. I must quickly move on. All right. So sorry. You know, I have taken up a, a, a bit of time here, and let me let me rush through here from now onwards. All right. So how do we dream? We must dream like Jesus, right? Tell your neighbor, dream like Jesus. Dream like Jesus. Do you know that Jesus is a dreamer? He's a real dreamer. You see the way he talks and and and, and do things. He's a dreamer. He's a master dreamer. You know, for example, when he talks about the beatitude that we know, he was dreaming of a different world. Blessed are the me, for they shall inherit the world, the earth. Hey, this is his dream. It's the, it's, it's the meek, it's those who are lowly who will inherit the earth, not the rich and powerful. There will be a new government, there will be a, 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 a new era that will be ushered in, in, in the beatitude itself. It's not just principles for living, but there's a dream of Jesus Christ of a new world that will be ushered in under His rule. And then also, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hey, that's His dream. Those who are in prison will be set free. Alright, those who are, who are sick will be healed. Those who are demon-possessed will be delivered. That is his dream. And he lived out those dreams by the power of God Almighty. And Jesus says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That is his dream for his church. A powerful church. A forward-looking church. And he also says, and this is the greatest dream that Jesus ever had. The greatest dream of Jesus Christ is in the Lord's Prayer when he said, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the dream of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God. And everything that he does is controlled by that vision, by that dream. Dream like Jesus Christ. You know, and uh, don't be just caught up with the troubles and the problems in the world. It is just like Jackie Pullinger. You know, you, some of you may know of Jackie Plunger in Hong Kong. You know, she, she, she has operated and run even homes and rehab centers and reaching out even in the streets for, for the uh, drug, drug addicts and drug pushers and, and all these kind of people, you know. And she has this to say, you know. She says, I have spent half of my life living in the slums, in poor areas with poor people, in derelict condition, right? She has spent half her life living in that kind of condition with the people. And he says, but I have a vision. I have a vision. I have caught a vision and this is my dream. I see a new world where drug addicts will be delivered, where the homeless will find a place to stay, where the poor will not be impoverished anymore. And she sees a different world where death will not be there, where there will not be any suffering anymore. She sees a different world entirely. And she says, this is my vision. I don't know how it's going to come to pass, but God will help. Hallelujah. What is that dream and vision of your life? Whether it be in business or in life or in the ministry. Friends, dream like Jesus. All right? And, and be like Jesus Christ. And... Uh, we are a gathering of dreamers here tonight. Amen? We are dreamers. Amen? Amen. We are dreamers here. You know, if you have been touched by the Holy Spirit of God, you know, dreaming together is a very powerful practice, really. It's a very powerful practice. Husbands and wives, for example, you know, when you get married, whose dream do you follow? The husband or the wife? Or you go your way, I go my way. <laughs> or somebody have to sacrifice a dream. Mostly, some, many times it happens that way. But it doesn't, happen, it doesn't have to be that way. When you are supportive of each other uh, uh, vision and dream. I'm sure each one of us have a dream, alright? You know, uh, uh, so you find that dreaming together is a very powerful practice for husband and wife. And also for the church. When the church comes together, when you dream together, you know, what is God doing in our church? 
you know, what is our dream for our, for our church five years from now? Where do we want to be? Who do we want to reach out to? What kind of impact do we want to have? What kind of, of growth do, do we anticipate? Do we dare to believe the Lord for? When you come together in that manner, I tell you, we are a gathering of dreamers. We are dreamers because we believe it. We are dreamers because we, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can make it happen. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. You see, the church is built on dreams and visions. Somebody initially caught that vision and dream and they started it. I don't know about the beginning of Maranatha. You know how it all started, but somebody had that vision, somebody had that dream somewhere. And maybe some of you, you know, of the older generation may remember it all. And it's still fresh in your heart and in your mind. We are the dreamers. For example, your name, your name, Maranatha. You know what that means? You are dreamers. Because you are dreaming of what? Yeah, the coming of the Lord. <laughs> you are dreaming of that day when the Lord Himself will come. You are dreaming of that day. And you are preparing even for that day. Maranatha. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why our church hall, you know, we call it Maranatha as well. Maranatha Auditorium. You know, one is called Maranatha, another is called Perusia. You know, the coming of the Lord and all those kind of things. Because we are geared up for that. We are dreamers. We dream of the day when the Lord Jesus Christ himself will come. So you have to discover your dream. You have to discover your dream. Alright, I won't go through all of this, but these are some of the pointers. Get alone with God. You know, you have to get in with God, lock yourself in. You know, there, there, there are companies when, when they, when, when sometimes they, 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 they get their staff together, you know, and they, they send them on a retreat, you know, in, in an isolated place and it says, don't come back until you get that vision. <laughs> Otherwise, you stay there, all right, in an isolated island. You know, some of those people who cannot catch a vision, they are your mati, so they, <laughs> they go back without the vision and they don't stay in the company. But others will persevere until they get that vision. And I think it's a good idea. Come on, you know. It's not that difficult, you know. You, you spend time with the Lord. That's the very essential thing. And He will speak to you in different ways. Recognize your needs. Review your experiences. Decide what's important in your life. Begin, begin to explore different avenues, all right. And you find that uh, this Chinese proverb, I think, is very uh, helpful. If your vision is just for a year, then you plan with, right? <laughs> If your vision is for a decade, you plant trees. If your vision is for a lifetime, you plant people. What is your vision? What do you want? How badly do you want it? And God is planting that vision in your heart today. It's starting even right now. It can be spiritual, it can be immaterial, it can be in any areas. But even in the material sense, even in the worldly sense, it always directs back to the kingdom of God. How will it help others? How will it benefit others? How will it help to build the kingdom of God? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the biggest dream. That's the biggest vision. And I pray that we will capture it as well. Let's all pray. I know my time is up, but just, just spend a few moments just waiting in the presence of the Lord. He is so wonderful. He has so much for you. Really. He has so much for you. Each and every one of us. Don't think that you are insignificant. Don't think that you are inferior. Don't think that I can't do it. I don't have the resources. God has a beautiful world for you. Oh, build up on that dream. God will take that natural dream that you have, that burden, that passion that you have, according to the, to the gifting that He has given to you, He will build it up on, uh, on it. Use it for the glory of God. Begin to dream of what can be. Begin to dream of how you, the, how, how, you, how, how, how you can serve in the kingdom of God, how you can bless other people. Begin to dream of the great things that God wants to do in and through your life. Hallelujah. And just seek the Lord for it even right now. Surrender yourself to Him. 
He has a plan, as I said last night. He has a plan to bless and to prosper. Tap into him right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, hallelujah, dream dreams, dream dreams. Mm. Dream dreams, hallelujah. Dream dreams, dream dreams, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of that comfort zone and begin to go deeper in the Lord and what He has for you. Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the Lord even right now. Oh, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Whoever we are, God has created us to dream. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's release that unto the Lord. Wonderful Jesus, wonderful Jesus, hallelujah. Bless Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Lord, you are depositing that desire. You are depositing that burden in your heart right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, that's your children, Lord, that you love. Each and every person, dear Lord, you have a destiny for them. Speak to them right now, dear God, as we open our hearts Fill us with the Holy Spirit right now. Receive this vision, dear God. Oh, that's right. Hallelujah. Lord, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Do that work within us, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. We thank you, dear Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. Let's stand and let's worship the Lord and let the Holy Spirit continue to speak to our hearts. <laughs> 